I'm Carissa Andrews, international best-selling indie author and CEO of Author Revolution. With more than 15 books published, it's safe to say I have made a ton of mistakes in my endeavor to become a full-time author. The most important thing that I've learned in the past decade is that indie authors need to protect their creativity and their serenity. Being an author is a long game, and that's why I'm on a mission to teach other indies just like you how to publish books with a sustainable, rapid-release method. I created the Author Revolution podcast to give you insights and actionable step-by-step strategies to help you do just that. If you're an ambitious author or one in the making who's looking to create a long-term author career and a life you love, you've found your tribe, my friend. Let's get your author revolution underway. Welcome back to the podcast, my writerly friend. Now, those of us who have been in the indie author space, we have our favorite tools of the trade in terms of getting words on the page. For some, it might be Word. For others, it's Google Docs. And for many, like me, it's Scrivener. However, this year, Dave Chesson over at Kindlepreneur has the potential to shake things up and turn them all on their head when it comes to plotting, writing, and formatting our books. Now, for those of you who don't know Dave, He's the founder of Kindlepreneur and Publisher Rocket, tools that I have sung praises for more than once on this podcast and, of course, in my courses. Well, now he's taking on the way we do writing itself with a brand new app called Atticus. I've had the privilege of being one of the early adopters of the program, which is still currently in beta. And so far, I can tell you that while it has some new platform hiccups, (laughs) if KDP Rocket's evolution into Publisher Rocket is any indication, I foresee Atticus becoming a true force to reckon with. Now, this could mean taking on the big dogs from Google Docs to Scrivener and even Vellum. So while I've played around in Atticus, I can say that in its current form, it's a little bit too buggy for me just yet. Plus, it doesn't have the plotting features incorporated yet either, which makes it a little bit difficult to map out anything new inside the platform, but it's something that's coming. In this week's podcast, I'm talking with the man himself, Dave Chesson, And we covered everything from the idea of Atticus to its ultimate roadmap. And let me tell you, some of the things he has planned to have in this program could revolutionize the way we write, co-write, and even edit our books. It'll even change the way you distribute ARC copies and do your layouts too. I can certainly see its potential and I can't wait for it to live up to its hype. But in the meantime, how about we learn a little bit more about Atticus from the man himself? So without further ado, Let's hop into my interview with Dave. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Dave, on the Author Revolution podcast. I briefly introduced you, like I said, in the beginning of this uh, whole podcast episode. But for my audience, can you go ahead and, in your own words, tell them who you are and what it is that you do? Yeah, sure. Well, um, first and foremost, I'm I'm a dad of little Jedi. And uh, those little Jedi (laughs) keep me on my feet um, constantly. I've got one big little Jedi that is at Lehigh University uh, who plays softball there. And I'm actually going to go visit her this weekend and then pivot back to like third grade problems just like that. So uh, (laughs) that's always been fun. Uh, I came from a military background. I actually joined um, my every one of the males in my entire family, like five, six generations back were all in the military, most of which were in the Navy. Uh, my, just my uncle, he went Air Force. So he's the black sheep uh, <laughs> of the family. 
we have a couple of coasties, but we just call them uh, Navy. <laughs> Some of the coasties listen to this would be like, oh, that Dave. Um, but then I joined the military <laughs> myself. Uh, while I was in the military, that's when I decided to really start working and honing my craft on writing. The thing is, is that I'm just back then I was not, and I still wouldn't even say I'm, I'm an Ernie's Hemingway or a great writer. I was just, I liked writing. I passed classes in high school, barely. And, but it doesn't mean that, that you don't have a passion for something. And so for me, I needed to understand the market. I needed to understand what was going on before someone like me could really craft something that benefits people. I can't just sit down and write anything I wanted. I would have to um, kind of understand what it is people wanted so that I could do that. And so when doing that, I got to learn a lot about Amazon and, and other markets. I worked with publishing companies, uh, multiple New York Times bestselling authors, and you know, from there, it's just really ballooned out. It's been really fun. Um, and now I, I'm out of the military. I'm full-time at home with my little Jedi and the big Jedi who's all the way in <laughs> Pennsylvania. Um, a little thing. ways away. Nice. Yeah. Now, before we started this, you were talking about that you own seven different companies though, right? Or that you're yeah. operating them. So it's, it's a busy life for you. What Can you explain which companies those are and how they yeah, impact well, authors? Geez. They, well, some of them are, are, um, are specific in the book world. Um, that's like Kindlepreneur is one of them. Publisher Rocket is a book marketing software um, that, that's global, legitimately global. Matter of fact, MarketWatch just listed us as one of the top 10 um, book marketing companies in the world. And which was pretty jazz. I was like, oh, wow. Heck hey, yeah. Look at that little guy. Um, <laughs> it was funny. I was reading their entire report on our company. I was like, huh. Is that so? Okay. Um, so there's that. And then we're coming out with Atticus, which is a, uh, a book writing software, book writing and formatting software. And uh, then the other ones range from FFLs, uh, weapons, and um, there's also one in applicant tracking systems, uh, which is called wow. an ATS. So, you know, kind of like workable um, in greenhouse, it's called Rooster. I also own a software development company. Um, and, you know, all those things kind of play into one. So... Yeah, you're like all over the place where it, it's very diversified. That's really awesome. So is, how, did yeah. that, how did book the book sphere kind of come into your, th I mean, if you're in the military, you're doing your thing over there. What, what, what was your journey with writing? Were you planning on writing a novel, nonfiction, something? I mean, how did that actually start? Honestly, necessity. Um, and I think that was a really big thing. I, when I was in the military, I ultimately ended up becoming a military diplomat. And so I was always sent to foreign countries and I was working within those countries. The problem though is, is that it wasn't, there wasn't enough like US support. So most of the time my family couldn't come with me. So I was always going away for years without my kids and wife. And so, you know, Tiff, my wife at one point kind of sat me down. I was like, Dave, like, I'm cool to support this, but can you tell me what the reason is? Like, what, what are you really trying to work for? And I wasn't trying to be an admiral or anything like that. Uh, I was just doing it. And I was like, that's a really good point. So we started to look at how I could get a job or something that would bring me home. I could get out of the military and I could be home with the family. And with my background and skill set, I was just going to jump in another nine to five traveling job. Like it was just the only way. So I started looking at how I could build something while in Korea um, that would allow me to get out. And it just turned into books and writing and, um, you know, learning about online marketing and learning about organizations. So I did that on the side. As a matter of fact, I wrote my first book while out to sea on a South Korean warship. Uh, oh my it, goodness. Yeah. Like 
So <laughs> I, I could say this. If this dyslexic guy can write a book on a South Korean warship, I'm, I can honestly say anybody can really do this. Right. Uh, and how many people can say that their book origin story came from there? I mean, honestly, <laughs> that's pretty yeah. amazing. <laughs> yeah, I was in between shifts. I was literally had my laptop, you know, and um, I'd whip it out as soon as I could and start writing whenever I could and, you know, go run off and do something on the ship and then come back and finish up a paragraph. Like that was, that was my lifestyle for a bit. Right, right. I can completely relate to that. Although for my more uh, basic where I was a stay-at-home mom in the very beginning, so it was like nonstop interruptions, but you know, yeah. not life or death necessarily. <laughs> okay. So it could be, you give your child the wrong colored cup and oh. then it's life or death. <laughs> or the wrong juice. I'm oh, just saying man. it's gotta be mango juice in my house. I don't know why, but that's what it is. <laughs> right. be Dora the Explorer on that cup or else you're going right? to explore in a new cup. it's going to be on the floor and there's going to be a fit yes (laughs) that's right okay okay, so you you mentioned kindlepreneur um Mm -hmm. and you've mentioned publisher rocket and i'm just curious how like i i think i know how this kind of played out but i i think my listeners would like to know which came first kindlepreneur or kdp rocket as it was back in the day kindlepreneur came first um so I'd been writing the books and I'd really been digging into Amazon. I, I almost created like basically my own Google sheets that helped me to calculate, understand the market. And so I was doing that. And so I wrote a whole bunch of articles on Kindlepreneur, just trying to teach people how to do this, um, understand the market trends, trend analysis, figuring out where there is a market and where there isn't. Um, and uh, at the time, there was a software called Kindle Samurai. And Kindle Samurai only worked on PC. It didn't work on Mac. Um, the programmer was not a uh, author. It was actually a um, great person. He, he's Israeli, didn't speak English very well, didn't offer support. But it was the best software for kind of helping to get some of the important information. Um, it was a lot of things were broken too. A lot of features just didn't work because that just wasn't his thing. Well, I was selling a lot of those and I was constantly having to find ways to kind of fix it and say, well, Hey, here's what you got to do. Take this number and do this. And it was just painful. You know, it was painful for people because nobody wants to have to do the extra work. So then I was like, well, jeepers, you know, if I'm selling this much of the software and I'm constantly having to work to fix the problem of the software, and it's not even my software, um, boy, wouldn't it be nice if I could create something that did this, but then did all these other, like not only fixed the problem, but did all these other things that I wish it would do. And oh, by the way, it works on PC and Mac. Um, And so that's what really got me into looking for programmers because I don't know anything about programming. I've got my formulas and sheets. And um, at the time I was actually in Sri Lanka uh, doing my military. It was my last military engagement there. And I was able to really get to know some great people. Uh, One of my business partners and probably my best friend is Bonica. And, and so him and I worked together and we started getting some programmers and we built, uh, we built KDP rocket at the time. Um, and it was only a couple of the features that it has now, but over the years, we've just added to it and constantly worked to improve it. Um, make it, you know, just better and better. And the cool thing is, is that the people who joined us from the beginning, I've always had it that my software, if I, if I improve it, you should get that improvement. Like you don't have to pay me for the improvement. So all of the upgrades updates have always been absolutely free. And so that drove me into learning more about programming. I was able to build free tools for Kindlepreneur, like the book description generator, or the, the Kindle calculator. Um, and it's just 
you know, helped me to really like look at the new project Atticus and a whole bunch of other things. So, and it was just kind of like spider webbed right out from there. It really did. It's kind of like the way your website works too. It's amazing. It's one of your website is one of those websites that I can go in there looking for one specific thing and then four hours, it's like TikTok for book writers. It's like four hours later, you've gone through like every other like video and tutorial known to man. And all of a sudden you're like, what the heck did he just do to me? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's a great website. So if anyone needs to uh, really get uh, locked into it for a while, definitely go check out <laughs> kindlepreneur.com because it's amazing. Holy cow. Um, okay. So like I said, I've been using Publisher Rocket since its early days when it was KDP Rocket. So you talked a little bit about the inspiration for the app and how it kind of got started. So I'm assuming that it was obviously for your own use. And then, like you said, the um, gentleman that kind of had a, a weird thing going on with it and it didn't quite work out. But now you've pivoted into this new thing called Atticus. And so that's what I wanted to talk about for the remainder of the, the podcast episode. So why don't you tell uh, my audience a little bit more about what Atticus is? I know you mentioned it very briefly in the beginning, but I think this has the potential to be uh, very dangerous for some of these extracurricular um, applications that are out there because it kind of does a lot of the same thing. Go for it. What does it do? Yeah, well, um, I guess the best way to say what it does is, is how we got there. Um, you know, I used to, let's see, back when I worked at Apple, I got a I got to play with a new software called Scrivener back in the day. And uh, I actually wrote my master's thesis on it. And I was like, hey, this is kind of cool. I say this because 13 years later, and I still don't know how to use all the features. And I mean, I've used it for everything. And it's just, I've even paid a couple hundred dollars on courses on how to use Scrivener. Like Scrivener's 50 bucks, but I paid $200 for one course and $100 on a course on just how to format with Scrivener. Like I've always, I've always said like, I like it. It's cool, but man, there's a lot of, I don't know, jankiness to it. Um, the fact that <laughs> the Macs have a 3.0 and then the PCs had a 2.0 version and for five years until they finally created the 3.0 version, um, you know, so that, that's a bummer. And then I've jumped as a writer. I have, this is how I do it. I write my book on Scrivener. Then I export the thing. Uh, into mm -hmm. a Word doc, which I then upload to Google Docs so that I can work one-on-one -on -one with my editor. And by the way, yep. I, there are some editors that are like, I only work with Word. And I'm like, then you don't work with me because we're working on <laughs> Google Docs. Because what I want to do is I want to see real time what they're doing. And I want to yeah. be able to leave comments. Um, what I hate most is that when I have to email back and forth different copies of my book, and all mm -hmm. of a sudden I end up, by the time I'm done with the editor, I've got like 27 different versions of my book, uh, Word <laughs> yes. documents. And I don't remember yeah, yeah. which one because they all have the word final on it. And that drives me nuts, um, <laughs> especially. And I have actually published or formatted and published the wrong book before. Um, and that was that was soul crushing uh, because then when I published it, I realized it was missing a, an entire section and there were errors because the editor hadn't gotten to that part that I published. And it was a horrible launch. Um, and it's because I got confused, which is why now I'm just like, nope then I don't work with you unless you do Google Docs, but there's that. And then finally, yeah. when I'm done with the editor, I have to download that or, you know, uh, a Word doc. So it's back to Word doc again. Uh, and then I have to <laughs> upload it to a formatting software. Now I've jumped yep. from software to software. Uh, I, I actually personally have used Judo in the past. Like it's one of the ones that people really don't know about. Judo is uh, 
it's like 1991 so their design back uh it's a little bit hard but when you really get into it you can really do a lot of things but i don't know but then there's the other one the the, the uh vellum which is a well, uh it's a book formatting software. It's a bit expensive, um, but it's very intuitive. It like the creators of Vellum did an amazing job of basically helping people to be able to craft professional books pretty easily. Um, but here's the thing, though. Vellum only works on Mac. doesn't work on PC. Uh, Vellum also really limits the amount of customization. And there's a lot of, and also too, I'm, you know, they're a bit slow on just coming out with new updates and new features and they don't have a team. There's just the two. Uh, so they're very limited in their capabilities. So all of that to say is, is that that's kind of a good landscape of the things that I've run into for 13 years of being in this industry and, and the different softwares I've had to use. And oh, by the way, even if I do Google docs, I still have seven different word docs on my computer at the end that say final, final draft, final edit, final, uh, final, final. <laughs> this is the final publish this one, stupid. Like I have a whole of those <laughs> on my, and that's the most effective. So I've always dreamt about, you know, I'm just going to quote Lord of the Rings here, but one software to rule it all. One software where an author can come and they never have to leave. You never have to export and import and report and do port and rename and, and track. Like you have one thing where you can plot write, collaborate, and format, and it's all there. Your entire project is in one spot. And so it's been- But that's not, one, that's not one project though. You're going to have to get uh, KDP Rocket or Pin Publisher Rocket smushed in there too somehow. So that in that whole process, right? you're like doing that research stuff in there as well. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and there's a lot of like ways that, you know, as I'm digging into it, um, and I don't want to get ahead, but like just the other day, I was talking to an author and they're like, well- um, we were talking about tables, you know, putting tables in books. And the person was like, well, what I do is I design a table and then I upload it as a picture. But when I do that, then the cost of, of, you know, of delivery or the cost of printing increases because the more pictures you have, the more higher the cost goes. And so I was like, oh, so I stopped doing that. So now I want a table, but the tables. And so we're going back and forth. I was like, man, wouldn't it be cool if the software actually, like, as you put the table, it says, oh, guess what? You increase the cost of your book by this much. And it's letting you know, it's like, Ooh, so if I put that in there, that's going to cost me like 10 cents, huh? Yeah. Okay. Nope. Be gone with you. You know, like, let's take it out. Like, <laughs> right. Wouldn't it be cool if something, and so it's just, it's really cool to, to play with these things and ask yourself that and start to say to yourself, man, wouldn't it be nice? And then say, Oh, Hey programmers, go put that in there. That's cool. Um, that's what I love most about working on this is that it's like, it's like a canvas and you, and you just get to play with it, but I'm getting off topic. My point though is, is that <laughs> we worked on the software for over a year and very soon it's going to be coming out. But the way that we're doing this, we're breaking up into what I call phases. And so we're going to launch in phase one. And phase one is what I call Vellum, but better. Um, and because <laughs> nice. we're, we're, yeah, I don't know, not much of a marketer in that respect. It's just clear. Um, <laughs> Vellum's over there like, gosh, darn it. <laughs> and, well, so the key is, is that it will not only work on Mac, but it will also work on Windows. It will work on Chromebook. It will work on everything you can come up with. Um, and Linux, you name it. So we're taking care of that problem. The other thing too, is it's going to be much cheaper than Vellum. Um, and it's going to have a lot more features, but it's still going to uh, maintain that simplicity and ease of use. Uh, also too, we will have components inside of it from launch that allow you to actually write inside of it and want to write inside of it. Uh, but 
upon once we launch this thing, we're immediately going to be putting in all these new features and capabilities that build out to exactly what I talked about. We're going to be adding plotting capability. We're going to be adding the collaboration where you can work real time with your editors or other writers or arc readers. You can control who sees your book and you can kill it you know, when you don't want people to see your book anymore. Um, and then just from a click of a button, you can move it right into formatting just like that. And so we're, and that's, so basically when it, when people ask me what exactly is Atticus? Well, Atticus will be what you would get if Scrivener, Google Docs, and Vellum got together and had a baby. And Plotter. It sounds yeah, like and, it. Well, you know, actually I tell you the truth, my take on this. So this is when it comes to plotting, right? There's so many different ways that that authors <laughs> want to plot from yeah. note cards to Gantt charts to tables to, um, uh, you know, plotters design like they're all super unique. The fact of the matter is, is that I, I will say this. I won't get into the game of trying to develop every possible way that authors like to plot. So what yeah. we're going to do is we've come up with our own unique way to plot. But I'm also working directly with the guys at Plotter and saying, because I love what they do. I think it's great. I think Plotter is phenomenal. And, you know, and you, you even put me on the record to say it's my favorite um, <laughs> on plotting. And so, but what I want to do though, is I want to make this software work with everything. Because if you are an author and you're like, you know, Dave, cool. I like the thing that you did. It's kind of neat, but I really like Plotter. Then I want it to work with Atticus. You know, I don't want this to be yeah. standalone things. And so we're, I'm actually already working directly with them to ensure that I'm getting, I'm making sure we have pro writing aid, um, Grammarly automatically integrates with it. Like, you nice. know, nice, totally yep. nice. Not, not this whole weird thing that you got to, whoa, export and put it. Remember the word <laughs> exports like this four letter word to me. Um, yep. Yeah. But no, so we're working with all plot factory, you name it. Uh, oh, and even, um, this new one that, that I were just talking to, it's called, I think it's called for the words. I think okay. it is. Um, it's like this gamification of writing where like for however many words you, you write in that day, your character, your fiction, your fantasy character, like it's like a game and they keep nice. battling dragons or whatever. It's super yeah. cool. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. If, if, so I want my program to be able to send that information if you want it to, to for the words so that your character, as you're writing in Atticus, your character is battling dragons. So like I said, I really just want to make the software be something where it tailors to all the different things that authors do, because I can't, I can't create something that does it. I hope to create something that will work with what you want to do. And that Absolutely. I think is our biggest goal. That's awesome. So now you, you mentioned that it's going to be operating on all the different platforms. Does that mean it's going to be cloud-based then, or is it going to be a downloadable app? How is that going to work? Both actually. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. We are able to solve this crazy problem where it's kind of the best of both worlds. Um, so our system is something that you absolutely, you download, um, you can download or you can work online. Um, so you can either pull it up on a Chrome browser, log in and access all of your information right there and write. Uh, so maybe you're staying at your aunt's house and you don't have your computer. You can still write on her computer. Um, and it will automatically sync up with anything that you've downloaded on any of your other uh, stuff. You can also work offline too. So, uh, if you have it on your computer, you know, and you're on a train, you don't have to connect in, you can still write and do your thing. So, and by the way, you can download your files onto your computer or you can, like I said, our system will also back up. So that way you have it on your computer and you have it somewhere else and it's there like double safe, you know, uh, in case nice. you spill wine onto your computer, like I've done once. Uh, oh no. Everything, right? <laughs> okay. So where did the name Atticus come from? 
uh, Atticus came about because, well, first off, I, I've, I've got an affinity for Atticus Finch, um, but yep. I won't say that that's where the name <laughs> came from. Wink, Sir. wink. Um, the, <laughs> but the truth of the matter is that uh, actually Atticus is named after Titus Atticus, um, who was a famous publisher for the Roman Empire. And matter of fact, he saved all of Cicero's work. And he's a big reason why we have a lot of the uh, philosophers uh, work because he took it and he mass produced the information. And when I was actually studying the word Atticus, what I found was Atticus is a very uh, popular Roman name. And every Roman that popped up was either a philosopher, a poet or a writer, or in this case, I guess a, a publisher. And I was like, wow. And then I also looked and there's like a famous Atticus now that's a poet you know, in, in modern day. And I'm just like, well, if this isn't speaking my language, <laughs> this is awesome. So instead of right. creating another software called book, something like book writer <laughs> or some kind of scribber, scrivener or scribblings or quibble yeah. or, you know, I'm like, that's my guy, Atticus. So I like it. Yep. <laughs> and, then, and then we, uh, we gave it a Boston Terrier um logo and the funny part is, is cause I'm trying to convince my wife to let me get one, a Boston Terrier. I'm like, but honey, it'll be a it'll be a business expense now. You know? <laughs> so. Think of all the photo shoots you could take with it just for That's Atticus. Right. I, yeah. I, I need him for the social media account, you know, right? The little, the little glasses for the dog and the bow tie and sitting in. Think about all the TikToks you could on. do. Come exactly. Right. <laughs> It'll be more popular than me. Right. You, know? you can even name him Atticus. <laughs> That's right. Oh, he will. Yeah. His name is Atticus. Isn't oh yeah. Name. It's for sure. It's a foregone, <laughs> foregone conclusion. So. Heck yes. He's being manifest into reality as we speak. Right. <laughs> I love it. Willing okay. So into look, existence. We did that. We, we have two, two dogs. We knew their names before they even came here and now they are obnoxious as all heck. <laughs> so <laughs> it happens. It happens. Um, okay. So you mentioned co-authors and, mm -hmm. and mentioned that you can co-create at the same time uh, yep. in this program. So how does that work for an author who is maybe thinking that they want to co-author a book or like you said, edit with an editor in real time? How does that actually work for them then? Yeah. So uh, when we come out with a collaboration capability, uh, the way that it's going to work is that there's really going to be four levels of collaboration you can do. Writing collaboration, editing, uh, ARC, which is advanced review copy and formatting. Okay. And so there's going to be this collaboration panel where you click on it and you can see those four levels and you click to add somebody to it. So when you say, okay, I want to add an editor, uh, you'll click that button, you put in their email address and Atticus will send them an invite. Now, if they own Atticus, it'll automatically open up your project to just the thing they can touch inside their Atticus. If they don't, then it will open up in a web browser for them to own, and they'll have to kind of create a, a free account, okay? And it will open up just that section of your book that they can touch. So say for example, they're an editor. Well, they can only do edit mode on your book. So, and what edit mode will look like is exactly what it would look like if the person is using Word and they click edit mode, okay? So they can highlight, they can, you know, track changes, all of that. And we're designing it to look exactly like Word because 95% of the editors out there only operate in words. So we don't want to teach old dogs, new tricks, little dog pun there. Um, <laughs> and so it's going to look exactly like they open up in word, except that what's cool for the author is that as the editor works, the author can see it inside of their Atticus. They never have to leave. And so they can comment and communicate back and forth within the Atticus. They can see all those changes. They can accept changes. And when they accept the change, it's imported into their book right then and there. 
Um, and so that's how the editor works with regards to ARC, on the other hand, ARC review copies, you can send out 10 versions of your book or whatever, or 10 copies of your book, excuse me, to ARC readers, and they can open it in their, on their phone or on their computer, or whatever, and read. And because they're an ARC reader, they can only leave a comment. They can't edit so they can comment. And you can also control if that ARC reader can see what other readers have left as comments as well, or if you don't want them to see what the other people have commented. Um, and so that way you can get a differentiation. And then finally with formatter, yeah, we have the formatting and it's awesome, but maybe you just don't want to have to do it. What if you could just click and tell this person to format it for you? So if, now the problem is, is that for that formatter, they have to own Atticus in order to do that. We can't do an online like thing. They have to have it. So if that form, like, so the other way we're telling formatters is like, Hey, if you want to be able to format for Atticus users, you're going to need to, you know, use format or use Atticus. So there's that. And then same thing with writing collaboration as well, is that, um, the, the two writers both have to have it. We can't do it with, with that online version or something like that because it needs to constantly communicate with the two. Now, right. with that said, uh, writing offline is very important, but when you collaborate, we're going to have a couple of stipulations. When you collaborate with somebody as a writer, okay? Uh, first off is that we'll, we'll have it normally that you cannot write unless you're connected online if you're collaborating with another writer because what we don't want to do is this writer deletes that paragraph and then writes us in and then you don't see that because you're not connected and you change that paragraph like how do we deconflict so both have to be online so they can see it real time just like you're on a word document however though uh say for example you're like well i really need to get on this train and i'm not going to have the internet you can lock a chapter and then work offline on that chapter, which means the other author can't touch it, okay? And so this helps to make sure that you can still work on your project even offline if you're collaborating with another writer. So that's how we're getting around that. That's really awesome. I, it sounds like there's a lot of different ways that people can then get in there and, and really operate in real time with it versus having to go onto Google Docs. And I know a lot of authors who do co-write in Google and it's, I don't know, for me, it's like, it, it's just, it doesn't quite lay out the way my brain works. Right. I'll do it if I have to, but I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, so this would allow the two authors to really communicate and have all the tools like they're used to, like on things like Scrivener or other writing tools and not have to skip a beat, not have to go somewhere else, write an entire book and then import it in just to be able to do the things you want. That is really, really cool. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. So that brings us around to the, when are, when's the time frame that you're thinking about launching this first version of it and what can authors kind of expect for a pricing point? Yeah. So the, um, we are going to do a private release to those that are on the waiting list here, uh, on May 12th, actually. Oh, wow. And uh, what we're doing, the reason why we're doing it private is because we want to be able to work with, we had a beta team. They've done a great job in helping us make sure that this really fits, but we want to expand that even more to test our systems as well as to get even more input on what we should add and do. So we want to have this kind of like tight knit group of people that we can work with. I would say that probably about six weeks after that. And again, like when you talk programming, programming is like really hard to nail down. So I'm going to guess sure. six weeks from there. Or so we're looking at probably the public launch. Um, and that's where we're going to mass open. And, uh, but like I said, once we open that up, my team's still at a full gallop because we're going to be adding so many features real quick. That's awesome. So is it going to be a one-time payment thing like Publisher Rocket or is it going to yep. be a like monthly thing? 
No one-time payment. I, uh, I've said it from the beginning. I just don't like subscriptions. Uh, I also, I also really don't like the idea of building my entire writing on something I have to pay for every month. Like, it's not that, like, I know there are a couple of subscription writing things out there and I get it. It's, um, from a business perspective, SAS, they call it is really awesome. Uh, but I don't think I would ever pull the trigger on something where, you know, like I'm going to put my book on the system and the moment I stop paying them, I lose it or, you know, that it's going to like, okay, I can export it, but now what do I do? Like, I just don't personally, I just don't like that idea. So we're going to go with a one, one time model, um, for vellum unlimited books and eBooks is $250. Uh, whereas for us, it's only going to be 147. And nice. so that's it. You get it and all of our future updates for free. That so. is fantastic. And you can yeah. be on a PC and still do it. So that's PC, Chromebook, yeah. Linux. Yeah. Yep. That's pretty awesome. I think everyone listening to the, the podcast is definitely going to be excited about that because I know that's one of the things that I get asked a lot. Like when I'm teaching uh, different courses that I'm, I recommend Vellum because that's been the, the one that I use personally at the moment. But I can guarantee you, I'll be definitely trying out Atticus. I am on that wait list. So I'm excited to see yeah, if there's nice. an email that actually comes, comes in on the 12th. But uh, yeah, so uh, I think it's going to be really beneficial because I know so many different authors who write uh, in their PCs or PC laptops or whatever. And so it's going to be really, really helpful for them. Right. There are so many authors that are on PCs that are either buying a MacBook so that they can use Vellum or they're paying for the Mac and cloud thing. And they're trying to do this whole yep. weird rigmarole just to be able to access the program. Um, and so not only are we going to surpass uh, what Vellum does, but everybody can use it without this crazy, you know, OODA loop. And yep. um, like I said, we're going to be a hundred dollars cheaper. So that's fantastic. Well, I think that's everything I wanted to cover today. Was there anything else in specific you wanted to bring up? Anything that they should know about Atticus or any of the programs that you're obviously, well, not just programs, all of the companies you're, you're running and juggling? <laughs> no, I think that's it. Like I said, for me, Atticus was being developed because for years of just the pain of having to move from point to point. And I think we have a lot of plans with Atticus on how we can really help improve the writing community and not just from writers, but also from publishers as well. Um, and how to create kind of publisher versions and, and kind of assist or how to get you connected with the right editors and, you know, formatters or help you to build an art team. If you don't have one, there's, there's so many things that we can do to improve the overall experience and not just the writing experience. So I really look forward to it. It's a really big passion project of mine. It's been a pain point of mine for 13 years. Um, so as an author, I'm, I'm really jazzed. I can imagine. Well, and you've been able to test it out and try it out. I'm thinking that yeah. if you're jazzed about it, that means we're going to be jazzed about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I've also hidden some Easter eggs inside, inside the, the program as well. It just, you know, really? so it'd be fun to find out when, when people find them. <laughs> oh, interesting. Did you hear that everybody? There are Easter eggs. Go hunting. <laughs> That's right. I'm like, it's like holiday. Any, anybody who's read uh, ready player one. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Oh gosh, I hope it's not like the hidden thing where you have to go under a tunnel. Okay, we're gonna have to, we'll, we'll go back to that. <laughs> we'll dig, it, dig into it when we're in it. <laughs> well, thank you, Dave, so much for being here today. Uh, where can my audience find you? Obviously, if they're trying to come find you in specific or if they're trying to find Atticus, what's the best place for them to go? 
Sure. Uh, you can find me at kindlepreneur.com. I've got a contact page. And if there's any questions about anything we talked about, hit me up there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. Yeah. And thank you for having me. I don't know about you, but after that interview with Dave, I was extremely excited to get in on the early adopters list. I was already in the waiting list and I had to go dig through my junk mail just to make sure <laughs> that I got the email saying that they're going to open it up early. And now, like I said, I snagged that copy last week and I have been tinkering with it ever since then. While they are still working out the bugs, as they knew that they would be when they open it up to a wider beta audience, I am not worried at all about its trajectory. Now that being said, I don't plan on diving headlong into Atticus without having my story saved in a separate location as of right now, i.e. Scrivener. But I love trying new tech to see how it will make my life and hopefully yours a little bit easier. Now, I've also been around long enough to know that you always have to have a backup plan, right? At least until there's a proven track record with a new program. So that's my plan as of right now. All right. So if you'd like to download today's transcript or get on the wait list for Atticus, head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash 81. I will have everything there ready and waiting. Now, like I said, I was thrilled to be an early adopter of Atticus and truly do believe that it has the potential to do some incredible things in the coming years. It's a monolithically big deal to take on not only the established writing programs like Scrivener, but to take on the ability to edit in real time, to see ARC comments in real time, and even create layouts that rival Vellum's. Well, at least it's ridiculously ambitious and totally awesome, in my humble opinion. I think you'll agree that Atticus rests on the precipice of greatness. Now we just need to kind of wait, watch, and see. Well, guys, that's all I have for this week. Until next time, go forth and start your author revolution.